Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi there, this is Penny. Thanks for being a part of the Flourish Podcast today. I want to talk about the topic of faith. Basically, that's the bottom line of where I'm going to go with this podcast. I would title it, Always Believing. The most vital thing that's defined me as a Christian is my willingness to believe God. And it's been a consistent growth process. But I learned early on the value of taking God at His word and holding fast to that with everything I have. Um, Believing God as my Savior, my Redeemer, the one who knows everything, like I really believe that's who He is, the one who has my good in mind always, the one who can provide what I need in any scenario at all times, and the one who is my legitimate and real Father. You know, my Father was not present in my life pretty much most of my whole life. But God told me early on, I became a Christian when I was 17, that he would be my real father. And he has been. You know, we're residents of a world that is not our actual genuine place of citizenship. I live in Pennsylvania. I live in the United States. But I'm a citizen of another nation, of another tribe. So whether we're American or whether we're Chinese or Ukrainian or whatever our nationality is, ultimately, if we are born again of his spirit, we are citizens of heaven. We're his very own children, and he's our legitimate father. Ephesians 2.29 says, we're no longer strangers and aliens, but we are fellow citizens with the saints, and we are of God's household. So we're a member of his household. That supersedes any other uh, place of residence that we're at. It's where we happen to live and where we were born is a temporary thing. I'm blessed to be born and to live in the United States. We have a lot of blessings here. But ultimately, I'm a member of God's household. And sometimes it's easy to walk through life thinking that life is largely about our our immediate families, our kids, our grandkids, our friends, our job, our church, or our nation. And in a practical sense, of course it is. Of course my life is so much tied into my family and my children and my grandkids and my husband. But it's so important to maintain an overarching understanding that we legitimately are members of God's household. We are his children, It's vital. We have to remember that. 1 John 3, 1 and 2 says, See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, that we would be called children of God, and such we are. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. And I know that sounds nice, and I know it seems, quote, spiritual, but it's a reality as well. We sang a song at our women's conference for the network of related pastors this this 
last time we were together at Flourish, and it, it's I think it's called You Are Holy, and it goes over many of the qualities of God, and then it repeats a line consistently, and it says, I need to be reminded that this is my God. We sang that over and over, I need to be reminded. But the primary person I need to be reminded by is myself. I'm the responsible party for living out my life as a true child of God. No one can do that for me. Keith can't do it for me. My pastor can't do it for me. I have to take responsibility to live like a child of God, to be connected with God. I am the one who needs to remind myself that he is my true and faithful father every day of my life, no matter what comes my way. Romans 11.22 says that we should behold the kindness and the severity of God. And he talks about to those who fell, severity, but to you, God's kindness. And then it makes an interesting statement. It says, if you continue in his kindness, otherwise you will be cut off. Yikes, that's intense. So in other words, there's a responsibility on us to continue in the kindness of God and not just to kind of apathetically go about our life and, you know, try to survive from day to day or bounce off this scenario onto another and just kind of do the best we can. There's a responsibility on us to remember and remind ourselves and to continue in the kindness of God. There has to be a continual reminding of ourselves that we serve a real live God who has chosen to make us his real live children, not just his subjects or peons who he has no intimate knowledge of. He uses the word father for a reason. He calls us beloved children for a reason. Think of what an amazing dad should look like on this earth. And God equates himself with a father, not just any father, but the creator of fatherhood and the best father you could ever possibly imagine. 1 Corinthians 3, 3 gives us a reminder not to live just like mere men, it says, because we're not mere men. We are children of the God who created the world. Wow, that's pretty amazing. You know, and I find myself forgetting at times and just living like a mere man, a mere, mere mortal, just like trying to solve problems in a way that does not even take into consideration God or his ability or his willingness to help me. So I, I'll, I'll get myself into a mess, you know. I talked recently about the scenario with my granddaughter and the struggle to not feel like I didn't have a place or that I had any value in that dynamic. And those type of things creep up on me semi-regularly. And I find myself getting off kilter and forgetting who, whose I am, who I belong to, that I'm taken care of, that he's got me covered. And so a verse that has become very near and dear to me is Jeremiah fifteen nineteen, And I like the way the Amplified Bible reads it. And it says, therefore, thus says the Lord, 
if you return and give up this mistaken tone of distrust, distrust and despair, then I will give you a settled place of quiet and safety, and you will be my minister. And if you separate the precious from the vile, cleansing your own heart from unworthy and unwarranted suspicions concerning God's faithfulness, you will be my mouthpiece. I love what that verse says. And I need what that verse says a lot. I find myself having to return. I find myself having to trade in a mistaken tone of distrust and despair. And then God comes and gives me that settled place of quiet and safety. But not only that, he makes me his minister and his mouthpiece. So this is where I live. Do I shrink back at times from trusting? Yes. Do I have a mistaken tone of distrust and despair at times? Yes, I do. But I've learned to return, to remind myself, to go back to that quiet, settled, peaceful place where I'm his minister and his mouthpiece in my day-to-day life. We have to be able to look in the mirror and realize how flawed we are. There's an old hymn that I always have loved, and it's called Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. And it says, Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, O take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. It says here, let his goodness, let thy goodness like a fetter. A fetter is a chain or actually one of those manacles that they restrain prisoners within their ankles, around their ankles. And he says, like a fetter or a chain that's holding me prisoner to your, let your goodness keep my heart fettered to you, Lord. It will hold us, reminding myself that he is good, that he is faithful. Just like Romans eleven twenty two says, if we continue in his kindness, we have to fight to stay there. We can't get knocked off track and start to, like, like Eve did, start to believe what Satan says when he says, God didn't really do that. He's not going to really take care of you. You need to take things into your own hands. But instead, I want to remember his goodness. I want to remember all the times he's intervened in my life, all the times he's helped my friends or my family. And I want that goodness to be like a fetter or a manacle on my ankle to to keep my heart attached to him. It will hold me close to him. We have to consistently return and give up any tone that we have of distrust or despair. And we have to give up any unwarranted suspicions concerning his faithfulness. He's proven worthy of our trust. We need to act accordingly. Whatever the choice that's facing us, whatever the decision, whatever the objective, we have to remind ourselves who our Father is. In 2020, I wrote in my phone, the most important lesson I've learned in life is to assess my complete inability and frailty than to assess God's complete sufficiency in every situation and then make a decision 
based on that. Do you need to return today? Do you need to remember that the goodness of God will be like a fetter, like a chain to bind you to his heart, to remind you of who he really is? Do you need to do what Jeremiah says and return and give up your mistaken tone of distrust and despair so that then you can have a settled place again of quiet and safety? And so then you can be immediately reinstated as his mouthpiece or as his minister. When we're full of despair or distrust, or we have suspicions about God's faithfulness, we cannot act as his mouthpiece or his minister. We can't even get out of our own way. But he always is extending the invitation to return. He's always saying, return, give this mistaken tone up, then I'll, t- I'll handle it from there. I'll reinstate you. I'll give you security. I'll give you safety. And I'll make you my minister. So I'm encouraging you today. If you're struggling with trusting God, if you've forgotten who he really is in your life, if you are not believing him, that's the thing that he so much requires of us. That's the greatest thing is that we would take him at his word for who he says he is. So may I encourage you, give up any mistaken tone of distrust and despair and let him reinstate that place of settledness and quietness and make you his minister again. Thanks so much. I hope you're encouraged today. Love you much. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.